0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unsportsmanlike Commentary. This is DC Mello and Tyler, as always, is with me. Hello, Tyler. Uh, How's your day going? As if we haven't been talking
1: shit to each other for the last 20 minutes, you got to come in and try and start this organic conversation. Like, bro, it's season two, man. We just just stop. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, man. Like. It, it's it's just it's so forced and he has it going how's your day going as if we right. haven't talked on the I, phone a couple of times today it was like, funny stop.
0: too is whenever we do talk like that's never something we say to each other <laughs> like, no it's it's not, it's not. <laughs> It's usually like, "Hello, did you fucking see this shit or that shit?" Like, that's yeah. how our conversations get started. <laughs> or,
1: or you get, or you get ghosted when you're texting about upset picks. I mean, that yeah, also um, happens.
0: You know, I uh, so yeah, I apologize. Last weekend, we did not put anything out, and mm. okay, I did not put anything. Then nothing, nothing got published. Well, okay. See, that's a very
1: unfair thing to say when you say, we didn't put anything out. (laughs) I spent one hour and 47 minutes of my own time putting together audio and put a whole podcast together, noting that we are adults and we both You know, where we have families, we have careers. Like Mm. sometimes this shit's not just our our schedules are not going to always sync up, but to say, to say we is it, it, that's that you're, you're placing the same amount of fault on me. And that's not fair, sir, because I, I did an hour 47 minute long podcast by myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and sent you the audio (laughs) and I, 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 I know you you were enjoying your birthday uh, last weekend. Happy birthday again. I said it on the podcast. And I mean, um, I'm sure you heard it because what I think you did was Sunday, you listened to the audio
0: and you heard how
1: right I was on so many fucking picks. You just decided to like, I was too drunk. And it's just not going to get published because you didn't want that bad you don't, you didn't want all those fucking great grades
0: for me against you in the record, but that's fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. I was definitely, um, having fun on my birthday. It was, it was, it was a great birthday. I had a blast. Uh, so that being said, I'm, I'm ready to dive in to some football. Uh, I'm sure you are. Yeah, no, it was, uh, I got, I wore my bills Jersey to work today. It was fantastic. Oh. Good. And speaking of the bills, uh, we oh, always man. go, you know how we always do this. We always go down. We look at the ESPN's uh, uh, score, uh scoreboard and we, we just go down the line. It usually goes in some kind of like, you know, um, I, don't, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, some kind of fucking pattern. And we're going to start in the morning games, Washington at the bills. Uh, it's a seven point favored line there for Buffalo. You think Buffalo's going to cover this one? Um, No. I think Buffalo's going to
1: win. I do not. I don't see them covering, and here's why. And there's cases to be made on both sides.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, the Buffalo offense struggled pretty mightily against a good Steelers defense in week one. No. A- and then... Buffalo takes on Miami. Tua goes out early, and right. it's a thirty-five nothing romp, like as it should have been with Jacoby Brissett coming in, and he's a capable backup. He was a starter in this league, I what two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that's short order. You can't expect him to come in and 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 play against the division reigning division champs and expect to put up any points. Um, at the same time, I know. From a fantasy, for a fantasy perspective, Washington's defense was drafted in the top five defenses to come off the board, and they have severely underwhelmed. Absolutely. So I think there's some give and take with that line. I don't, I think it's going to be a little bit of a coming out party for both sides. I think Josh Allen's going to put together a nice game. But at the same time, I could first, I can see Josh Allen being forced into one or two turnovers at the same time, just with that pressure because Buffalo's O line, as I mean, I, I feel like you can admit, is not mm-hmm. it's not even middle of the pack. It's towards the bottom of the league. Below average. It's below average. And and Washington, in my opinion, has the number one front four in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um so I think they're going to be able to create enough pressure to make Josh Allen uncomfortable. What's going to, what leans me towards Buffalo is Josh Allen has a He has speed. He can throw on the run. That's I'm thinking it's probably going to be a, a game separated by a field goal. Um, so I'm going to take Buffalo to win, but I'm not going to take them to cover.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting is Washington came into the season being hyped up for their defense. Buffalo came in obviously very well known for their offense and uh, the, the funny thing is for both these teams, the opposite side of the ball is the one that's been carrying it so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington's offense has actually looked like more than anemic, which last year they were just awful um, on offense. And they actually have looking pretty good. Terry McLaurin's had uh, some, a very nice start to his season. And on the flip side, Buffalo, their offense is definitely underwhelmed, but their defense has has, has been really nice to start the season. We're getting pressure on the quarterback. It's been great. Um so it, it's kind of like one of those, like, who, what's going to give? Is the, the Washington defense going to finally click and meet the hype, or is the Buffalo offense going to finally click? And you can make a case for either one. Um, you're taking I, – I, I honestly wasn't sure where I was going to go with this one, but since you're taking the Bills to win but not cover, I'll let, let's have some variety here. I'll take the Bills to win and cover. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean,
1: it's, it's a fair case to make in talking about – the the offense for Washington's offense with Buffalo's defense, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> Washington. I mean, Heineke even in a small batch in the divisional round last year. I mean, he went toe to toe with what ended up being the Super Bowl champs. Mm-hmm. Um, that ended up being less than a one score game. Um, do I think Taylor Heineke is the quarterback of the future for Washington? No, um, they're not going to be bad enough be able to get a top quarterback in the draft because you look at this last year's draft where they had five quarterbacks who won the first round and this was like the 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 prestiged best quarterback class in recent history well unfortunately for a lot of teams houston washington help maybe even the jets after a year or two I, this upcoming class is one of the weakest Quarterbacks coming out of college, um, absolutely. The, but Was- Washington's never going to be bad enough to get into that range <clears throat> unless they trade up. Absolutely. Um, and,
0: and you look also; they're in the NFC East, you know, which means that you're gonna you're gonna get a handful of wins just because you're playing six games against not great competition, at least, right? On top of the other outside of the division uh, schedule. So yeah, I think, uh, yeah, give me, give me Buffalo. Give me the, I'm <laughs> going to have him take the line. I do think it's going to be a great game though. I'm excited to watch this one and hopefully, uh, so I, I, I'm i living on the West coast right now. Well, I mean, not the West coast, but I'm in the West coast times. Also, it's hard to get the Buffalo games. So I'm hoping red zone gets, gets us some good coverage there of those games. Cause that's what I have to rely on. Now we did just skip a, over. Oh, just a
1: quick note, just a quick note real quick. I, there's a, there's an asterisk next to, Buffalo's defense though. They have performed well, but they've performed under uh, against subpar level offenses, meaning like the the Pittsburgh Steelers were uh, it was a, a defensive takeaway and a, a special teams touchdown that put them in the driver's seat in that game in week one against Buffalo. And then Tua went out quick and then Jacoby Brissett throws up a goose. egg. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying it's not that I don't have faith in Buffalo's defense. I think Buffalo can absolutely hold their weight. Um, I just think this is probably going to be the first offense that can hurt buffalo's defense as long as everybody on the field stays healthy um that's yeah, probably the most I mean, talented they've,
0: offense they've seen so far this season i agree with that
1: i yeah 100 yeah, and i i wouldn't be saying that if Tua did didn't get hurt but Tua got hurt early and he's out for for the for foreseeable
0: future at least um and, and it comes down yeah. to like what, what what's uh, interesting about the dolphins and and the steelers so far is they both have talent on the offensive side of the ball, but they're both crippled right now quarterback. I mean Big Ben is, I mean, he he is no longer a starting caliber quarterback. I'm sorry. I just don't have that much faith in him. And without Tua, the Dolphins are also, I mean, they're they're floundering there at that position. So both teams are are really lacking for a playmaker at the quarterback position. And the Buffalo's been able um you know to somewhat take advantage. And honestly, Buffalo had one really bad half of football. And that was in the second half of that Steelers game. And that's why they're not two and zero. Um, well, it's, it's not just that the
1: Steelers are also over the last four years, ranked dead last in rushing yards per game. Mm-hmm. They can, they can't run the football. Mm-hmm. Like, so be what,
0: and I agree with you. Ben has Ben's best days past him Absolutely. three years ago. And I get that the Steelers um, don't have a run game, but they have so many offensive weapons in the receiver, you know, in that receiving core and Ben can't take advantage of them. See, but that's the thing though.
1: When, when a defense knows you can't run the ball that allows your front four to just pin their ears back and go straight for the quarterback. And it'll, it's what allows defenses to sit and cover too. I'll give you the underneath game. You're not going to beat us over the top. Mm -hmm. So I just Pittsburgh and, and this was Pittsburgh last year too. They just caught a lot of lucky breaks. They did. to get that 11 0 start and then they got exposed after that finishing two and four and then getting blown out by cleveland in, in the in the first uh divisional round of the playoffs
0: right but i do remember um in a previous podcast we talked about how big ben first half of the year he's pretty legit and the second half of the year he, you know it's it's awful and i think that we can't even give him the first half of the year anymore he he's, he is just not not that great anymore, and it's and it's not to say that he hasn't had a great career. He's just his age has caught up to him in a way that has not caught up to like Tom Brady, for example.
1: But that, but I'm, that's the biggest difference, though. Yeah, Tom Brady is obsessed with football, and he goes out of his way to take care of his body, which is why he has nine passing touchdowns at the age of 44 through two games Mm -hmm. ben roethlisberger does not take care of his body he does not train in the off season it's and it's been documented for years like he doesn't his i think the quote was i do i'll do yoga once a week and have a beer afterwards like that's ben big ben is gonna end up being a hall of fame quarterback Mm -hmm. because he like he was 100 percent but the tailspin over the last three or four years of his career is it's the it's it's the counter opposite of the Tom Brady argument. Tom Brady is right, like, yeah, like he finally got to have fun yeah. after winning his seventh Super Bowl, and Great. everyone gave him shit for being drunk and throwing the fuck. Like this motherfucker is the goddamn goat, dude. Like yeah. Yeah. he finally got to have fun after winning his seventh championship. Like, get the fuck out of here.
0: Absolutely not Tom Brady nothing short of amazing there. Uh, you know what's crazy too is he, I. I think about the, the Steelers and Big Ben like it, for people like us who've been watching football for forever right like I don't know about you I still remember a time when Big Ben wasn't just a good throwing quarterback he was actually like a bit of a bruiser and could like get yardage with his legs and could like near the goal line was a dual threat quarterback. And it's it's crazy to think that this man, then you see him hobbling around out there, was ever any kind of a dual threat quarterback, but he was. He legitimately had like the size to like make defenders pay. He couldn't go evade guys, but he could run them over. And it's crazy to think he had that physicality in him when it's just not there anymore.
1: Well, I mean, like when he got drafted, bro, he was legitimately like the cam newton of his time wow, like he absolutely. was a big bodied he was yeah.
0: a big bodied dude yeah but could i and he he never he had. had a little bit of speed he wasn't like he wasn't cam newton speed no but, but he had but a little bit of speed he could lower his shoulder and put yeah. down a middle linebacker like right.
1: like he had that yeah. speed it's just he never he never took care of himself that was okay. big ben's fucking problem absolutely. and Who, who you knows, can find look, him let's... in the club
0: that's that's big ben so now, before we go on to the next games, we did forget to uh, uh, recap the Thursday night game that is part of the format, uh, Panthers and, and Texans. There's not much here to talk about this one, aside from obviously uh, Christian McCaffrey getting banged up um, and the fantasy implications that come with that. The game was, I mean, it was close, but it wasn't very exciting. Panthers ended up pulling away 24 to nine. Uh, if you're a Christian McCaffrey fantasy owner, skill of one to 10, how nervous are you?
1: Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with a nine just because how frequently he's gotten hurt, especially early in the year, over the last two years, nine. No, and I'm serious because this man had a, had a clean week one week two, he finished the game, but that man was in the medical tent for a significant portion. And then week three, Tries to do this big stutter step, and legitimately, if you watch the slow mo, it, it, it damn near looks like it's, his hamstring like just snapped in half. Yeah. And the, it's already being reported that McCaffrey is going to miss two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm going to I'm going with a nine. I would love to go with a ten, but nine just being like his track record over the last what we're up to two games so 18 games now yeah he's been he's been hurt
0: right excluding three of them and you know one interesting thing that you said um is that when we were talking before before we started the podcast was that he last year he came back from an injury and lasted what one game before he was out for the season and yeah. I, I'm very nervous that the Pac- Panthers' success to start this year, even though it hasn't been against, against great competition, they're still 3 0. They have, when you start 3 0, and you look at the, how few games there are in a season, like you have a legitimate shot, regardless of what competition you play, to, to get to the playoffs, right? Like you don't need that many more wins. to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. sure. So the Panthers are in a position they're going to be pushing to go forward, and they have obviously invested into improving that team and and upgrading a lot of positions, and then you lose Christian McCaffrey for a couple weeks, you know that as much as they want to say they're going to take the cautious approach and do the the right thing and all that and the other, they're going to be tempted to, to rush him back, especially if they drop like two of the next three games or something, they're going to be really, they're going to be tempted to bring him back a little sooner. Um, if he's on that, you know, iffy, you know, and he's like on that questionable list, and that's what worries me. I hope, I hope for his sake, the Panthers take their time. Um, it's not worth it. Christian McCaffrey is simply too good to to risk himself. He's too he's he's the best running back in the game when he's healthy. Period. Like again, it's not even close. It's really there's no no there's no close second.
1: There, that's all going to depend on Chuba Hubbard,
0: <clears throat>
1: and I I I giggle. Every time I say his fucking name, <laughs> but they invested a draft pick at Chuba Hubbard. I believe out of Oklahoma state, they draft him this year. He was the clear number two back through camp.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He struggled early when McCaffrey went out, but as, as, as he got more carries in the second half, things started to open up and give it given it was against. The Houston-Texas defense, which was bottom three in the league against the Rush last year, and that was when they had J.J. Watt. So you're not going to get any fucking better. But I think if – because, I mean, Mike Davis was the backup, and Mike Davis came in last year when McCaffrey went out and was able to – he wasn't able to replicate what he did, but he was able to put up positive numbers, not just – from a, a fantasy perspective, but he was able to produce as a dual threat running back. Um, if Chuba Hubbard can, mm-hmm. especially with what Carolina saw last year with, because I believe in my opinion, they rushed McCaffrey back last year. He played in that yes. one game against Kansas city. And then he was out for the rest of the year. If, if he, if Chuba Hubbard, if they can, if Hubbard can come in and take over, that like 75% of that McCaffrey role and they can, they're still moving the ball. They're, they're still putting points on the board and they're still winning games. I think that front office is going to have to take a step back and go, okay, okay, Timetables two to four weeks on McCaffrey, and you're looking, you're like right at week three, let's say, like the third week into that timetable. Yeah, and you dropped one of those games. You're three, three and one, four and one. Do you rush him back, or do you do you do you take the wait and see approach with the guy that you invested in? Because McCaffrey's uh, it's it, it happens with every running back the second they turn 30 their production goes down. I mean, and there's you're a reason are
0: running back, not named Frank Gore. Yeah. <laughs> well, immortal. I mean, the immortal
1: <laughs> Frank Gore's production dropped because he it just did. started, it he did. just started going to really bad teams. It did. Like,
0: but, but one thing I want to point out next three games uh, for the Panthers. And it's very interesting. They're very winnable, but very losable games. Uh, you got Dallas Cowboys. You got the Philadelphia Eagles. And you also have the Minnesota Vikings. So, I mean, I would say that with McCaffrey, you would, you would in each of those games, you, you'd probably pick the Panthers as the favorites in, in each of those games. Um, definitely the Vikings. Probably Philly. Dallas. Probably that. Maybe Dallas. Dallas I, I, has not looked bad. Dallas is not looked da- bad. Dallas and would have- be the hardest one for me yeah. to pick, just and, because and- like.
1: They're, that Panthers defense has has been really solid, but man, you've you've got to cover so you've got so many people to worry about. Yeah, yeah. In that it's, Dallas Dallas offense, is going to put up
0: points, and it's going to be interesting to see if the Panthers can keep up with them. So, uh, I think there's a very realistic chance they're going to start three and one after next week. Um, and dropped yeah. to Dallas and then yeah and then we'll see where it goes from there we'll see how they rebound because you it's with well, them with Philly for example like yeah I'd probably take Panthers in this one but without McCaffrey you don't know and Jalen Hurts has been enough of a weapon for Philly that it, they are kind of a, a scarier team this year so we'll, we'll see but I am going to say uh, that I really hope I just really hope McCaffrey doesn't get doesn't get re-injured like and it's not because of like any fantasy motivation i don't have him on my team i just the guy is so talented and it sucks that we're missing out and be able to watch his highlights because he keeps getting hurt
1: i personally I, I i hope the same thing because he is such a talent in this league and he is one of the best players in the nfl um i'm just you got to go with the trends man the dude cannot say stay healthy to save his ass um Absolutely. So I, and I mean, if you didn't have him already rostered, you need to go ahead and grab Hubbard off, off the waiver wire in whatever league you're in eight, 10, 12, 14. He shouldn't be available in 12 and 14 leagues, but you you need to grab him because he, at worst, he's going to have two weeks of fantasy relevancy because of what you just pointed out. He He gets Dallas, yeah which their run defense is fucking god awful and philly who philly stood up 49ers but I, Chubba hubbard has he even even in the game against houston has proven he can be a, a running and a pass catching back so yeah. that that he's going to get the volume so yeah. if you're struggling at the running back position that he's still available throw your wife yeah. throw your claim in at him
0: yeah. And he's and, and, and hold him and hold him because, yeah, he's only going to be productive for probably three weeks. But then you, you never know when McCaffrey might go down again. So the whole that that's exactly. the guy that you stash, he's a he's, exactly. he's a prime holding stash for that guy. Let's yep. move on. Uh, let's go back to the, the games coming up here on Sunday. Also in the 10 o'clock slate, we got the Bears visiting the Cleveland Browns. Uh, in a, in a, in a game of just two, just unwatchable teams. I'm sorry if you're a bears or a Browns, fan. I'm not sorry to Browns fans, but I'm sorry. To- <laughs> um, I can't, I can't stand watching either of these teams play and it's just their, their styles are so ugly and ugh, ugh. Um, uh, how do you, if you're, if you're a Browns fan, you happy or disappointed how the season started? What do you think?
1: You gotta be happy. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it, the, the Texans game was not pretty no. in week two, but it, holding a fourth quarter lead over the two-time defending AFC champions, you you have to be happy about that. Like the the Browns, guess what? Y'all just y'all are experiencing what the 49ers felt in the Super Bowl two years ago. You left too much time on the clock for Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And you and just for just like the 49ers, it came down to a point where you had to depend on Baker Mayfield to win you the game and he's not that fucking quarterback. Yeah. He can manage the he can manage the game, which is what they did in the first half. Dominate with the run game. And Kansas if for everything Kansas City is doing great over this year, they've given up the most rushing yards, the most rushing touchdowns, the most rushing yards before contact. Kansas City's rushing defense is bottom in the league and that's a fucking problem. Yeah. Because you you can only get away with that for so fucking long if you, if right. you don't start improving upon that. Like when you've got when you have to face a Cleveland team, the Baltimore Ravens, you know,
0: whoever they're, you They're yeah. up against Austin Eckler this week, you know what I mean? Like Austin Eckler can do some damage. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. can.
1: Yeah. But but moving back to the Browns. I I Baker is just Baker, and this is what really: the Browns are going to win enough games and potentially win the division, and that's probably going to earn Baker a really big contract. Um, but Baker is not deserving of that big contract. Baker Mayfield thrives it, it, it when he when Baker Mayfield thrives, he thrives in the same way that Garoppolo and Tannehill thrive off of the play action, and that's oh, yeah. all set up through the run game. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Baker Mayfield's not a Patrick Mahomes. He's not a true number one overall pick. Like,
0: he <sighs> – And he's much more Jimmy G than Ryan Tannehill. I'm sorry, when even when it comes to running that play action. Because uh, as good as uh, all three of those quarterbacks running the play action, uh, who is going to be on a play action throw, the one that you trust the most out of those three to hit an open receiver? Yeah, no, I Daniel, agree with right? me, man. And I, Jimmy G, and you know, has that he, he can make that throw for sure, but he sometimes misses. He, like, hell, is, he misses, including in the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl,
1: um, Garoppolo,
0: Garoppolo will sit
1: in a clean pocket off of play action with nobody in his face with a wide open receiver. 15 yards downfield uncovered and throw an absolute duck. Right. Like, and, then,
0: and then he'll throw money ball afterwards. Like it's, 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 sure. yeah. it's incredibly talented and inconsistent. And Baker Mayfield has that, that flaw. He has that. I'm going to, every once in a while, just dime a, like a laser. He has a hot, he can throw it hard. He, oh, um, sure. Yeah. He's going to fucking throw it in there between like triple coverage and somehow it could get it right where the receiver needs it. And then the next play, he's going to overthrow a guy wide open in the end zone by 10 yards, you know, like this, he has that and that's and that's that sucks because you know what like play action is such a big third down play it's such a big third down like go-to and it's the one because it buys your quarterback enough time usually uh you know to to make a good read and let him actually make kind of progress through his reads and the the issue is that do you really trust going for a championship season right trying to put a together championship roster that baker mayfield in there in all those playoff games is going to be able to make those open throws we're not even or not even that like say you,
1: you your first drive right two 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 handoffs in a row and you pick up a first down
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you're driving the ball okay and most people look at cleveland and they're like okay this is a run dominated offense and it's first down and they just picked up a first down they're, they're going to run the ball again and those safeties start creeping in yeah that's that's an ideal time to run play action and really with baker it is a 50 50 shot that you're going to convert the motherfucker like, like,
0: everyone loves talking about play action on second and two <clears> right like you know what i mean like it's a, that's like the the stereotype the fact of the matter is if, if you have a, a good run a good run game you can run yeah. play action any down like that's sure, just what it is, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And then the the Browns have that, and um, I wish you know Baker Mayfield is suited to, to be a play action quarterback. It's just you gotta you gotta be worried about the fact that sometimes he just misses wide open throws. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about the Bears for a second. I mean, they they're they're yanking Dalton. Quarterback. Well, change. they're they're not yanking him.
1: He's been ruled out
0: because right, of right. A, a bone bruise. Well, yes. Yeah, so I mean, but I mean. Okay, so bone bruise. I mean, the, these are guys whose livelihoods depends on their play, and then this is millions of dollars riding on. I'm sorry, if you can play with a bone bruise, you're fucking playing. If it's up to you as the player, obviously, I think this is this is not the player saying I'm too hurt to go out. I think this is the the organization saying, yeah, fuck it, let's just roll this out. And so, how, how do you think the young rookie quarterback is going to do this one? He struggled coming in in relief
1: for for Dalton in week two when they play the Bengals. Mm-hmm. His life isn't going to get any easier Yeah, going up against the Browns. And given the Browns' defense has underperformed through two weeks. Um, and I mean, I get it. Like, one of those games was against the team that's been in the Super Bowl the last two years. Yeah. But I mean, even still, like, against Houston. Oh, no am I retarded? No, I got that
0: right. Yeah, no, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I got that yeah, right. right. Yeah, I don't you're know. Right. Yeah,
1: sorry. But then you go up against Houston, a team that wasn't expected to really make any noise. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, it's, it, I believe it, it was either tied or within three points at halftime. Like that's not where you're supposed to be against that team. Yeah. Like the the Houston Texans are the are the island of misfit toys. Like the Houston Texans
0: were actually ahead at some point in the third quarter in that game. I do believe you are. I do believe you're right. But
1: uh, Justin Fields is gonna have a lot to fucking handle.
0: Because I I, uh, there's uh, Miles Garrett might be one of the (laughs) most dominant defensive linemen in the league top three easily
1: yeah. like top right. three yeah. uh, but and then you, you've got another, I mean underperformed. but you got j, Jadavian Clowney coming out, out off the other end like yeah. it, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot for Justin Fields this is a tall task for his first career NFL start I don't even know what the line is for this game but I'm gonna go ahead and hammer the Browns on the over
0: seven and a half
1: I'm gonna take it I don't I think so too j- I just just wa-
0: justin fields
1: is going to he's going to struggle. He struggled yeah. against the Bengals defense. He's going to
0: struggle against Cleveland. Yeah. Get- um, not just that, I'm fading away. I'm sorry, I'm fading away from anyone in that um in that Bears offense. Like I just and I know Allen Robinson is always the guy, right? There's always Allen Robinson, but um I have Mooney um in my roster and I'm not even Thinking about playing him, I just don't trust a rookie quarterback against this uh, this Cleveland defense, and uh, it could be ugly. It could be one of those g- ugly games. And I know you say like, well, someone's going to get yards, and it might be one of those games where no one really gets yards, and they throw for like 120 yards. It, it really could go that way.
1: It's all, dude. It's it, you have to base it when you when you draft a team, right? Anybody that you take in your top four, you you it, you have
0: to start. Sure. I mean you have to start Allen Robinson, most likely.
1: The volume like the volume's going to be there for A Rob. But and But you're
0: not happy about starting him.
1: (laughs) You're you're not. You're probably hoping, especially in a PPR league, if you have him, that he's gonna get six to ten receptions. And maybe 50 yards, like yeah. that'll get you, that'll get you 15 points. Like some people were fortunate and like a lot of a lot of dudes grabbed Allen Robinson as a wide receiver two, which yeah. where his ADP was. Some of us were fortunate to get him as their wide receiver three. Who knows? So I mean, there's some of us that were that fortunate in
0: PPR leagues. Yeah. I am one of them. I don't have a PPR league this uh, this season, but um, in the standard league, I know that if, you're, if you have A-Rob, you're probably praying oh. praying he snags one in the end zone. You're praying yeah. he snags one in the end zone. That's really your hope for this game because he's probably not going to crack 60 yards. A-Rob is absolutely
1: 110% a touchdown or bust this week because yeah. Cleveland, especially going against a rookie quarterback – he, the, Cleveland will give you the under, and their secondary and isn't
0: shabby. Their secondary no, is
1: not bad. They're 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 not going to give you anything over the top. And a a Rob is quarterback proof, but he's not opposing defensive proof. Mm-hmm. He he, I think he's going to be shadowed by Denzel Ward for a lot of this fucking game. And I think it's it's probably going to be a quiet week yeah. as That's- far as yardage goes. Outside <laughs> of
0: touch, he's touchdown or boom absolutely and as much as people don't realize just how good Allen robinson is like you can't sleep on denzel ward like denzel ward is so fucking good so good um and he's young too is i think it was his third season i think he's he's a young guy so yeah i mean like he's he's he slept on because he missed all
1: of last year due to injury yeah like people forget he was a a, he was a first round fucking pick the year before like yeah
0: Um, so we both got the, uh, the Browns covering this one on a seven and a half point line. Uh, let's move on to the Ravens and the lions, another seven and a half point line. Um, is this going to be your upset pick? No, (laughs) obviously
1: not. No, that'd be crazy. Uh, I would, I would have loved to taken that because currently I am two hours away from Detroit, Michigan, and I had the opportunity to go to this game. I just, I don't, I don't have – like if someone gave me free tickets for it, I would go. But I, I'm not spending $50 for a nosebleed ticket for two teams I don't give a shit about.
0: I would have I uh, spent it. I would have spent it. I bet, mean, man – I say that I, and I live like 10 miles from Cardinal Stadium and I haven't gone to a console game yet. <laughs> at the, but, I mean, at the same time, man, like I'm in the middle of
1: a fucking Diddy move. Mm-hmm. I, I've got a son coming in a couple – in like two months, man. Like I don't I don't have 50 bucks to just throw around.
0: How much? Okay, and I apologize for asking. How much of your wife's pregnancy have you actually been like home for? Because I you know um, you've been you've been uh, doing some traveling there with the army.
1: I think it's been a total of like seven days, maybe. Wow. I've only I've only got I've only gotten to see them. I saw. So I pc I like I left Fort Riley in April. We found out she was pregnant like a week after week and a half after I got here. Um, I saw them over Memorial day, four day, 4th of July, four day and labor day, four day. And that is it. And like two of the days of, of those four days each were travel. Cause I was right. flying from, from hood up to Kansas city. Um, yeah so
0: yeah <laughs> you know, best wishes to obviously to, to your family and uh, i know your wife is uh obviously you know taken on a lot by herself she's uh, she and uh you know she's got your other daughter to take care of so i know she's got her hands full so hats off to her i definitely yep. wish her nothing but the best and, and obviously a very safe and healthy uh uh delivery when the time comes um she's amazing she's an
1: amazing woman i mean absolutely. she fits up with me i mean absolutely. and and she she pisses me off a lot but i mean she is the she's the love of my life okay. so now let's go back to the opposite yeah, thank you
0: of, of, yeah. of amazing we got amazing that we have the opposite and that's the detroit lions <laughs> <laughs> All right. you know that's the detroit lions and uh i mean but the thing is is baltimore isn't exactly dominating right now either right like this is definitely one of those where i could see baltimore because baltimore isn't the Baltimore from last season you know you need to get that out of your head yes they sell Lamar Jackson but they're literally down their top three running backs you know like they are and then on defense too they got some some serious injuries going on so they are a banged up version they are like the the you know the AFC version of the San Francisco 49ers this year of a great team that's just been plagued with injuries um sorry I mean, I'm referring to the Niners of last year but they're this year's version of the Niners, and it's. I feel like it's just mounting. Their injuries are mounting, and I. There could be, could be a shot with the Lions. Goff hasn't been awful. He hasn't been awful. No. Oh, okay. Your head. No. People okay. can't All see. Right. Can't hear you <clears throat> shake your head. By the way. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever.
1: There's okay. There's there's two there's two sides to this argument, right? There's one where the Ravens are only going to show up to the level of competition that they're facing. Yeah. Like the Ravens showed out against Kansas city last, last week on Sunday night football and they ended up winning that game. Absolutely. There's, and, and yeah, they, they get that big win. They find Lamar finally beats Mahomes. There's also the counter argument to Lamar's in a contract here, and Lamar's looking to secure the goddamn bag. I don't see this as a, a like, Oh, the Ravens are going to take their foot off the pedal, especially when they have to deal with a division where you've got Cleveland and like, you can't afford the opportunity. Right, this is where you make look, your money
0: is when you play. Yeah. Outside the, the division weak teams.
1: This is a gimme win. Like, you, you can't, especially like the Detroit Lions gave up the most rushing touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. And you've not only got Lamar Jackson, who is the most competent rushing quarterback in the NFL, but you've also got like Tyson Williams fantasy relevancy, I think is only going to last maybe one more week. And it'll be this week. After that, Latavius Murray, I think is going to take his job. I just I think John Harbaugh fucking loves Latavius Murray, and you saw that he was signed after Le'Veon Bell and Devontae Freeman. Both of them were left on the practice squad for that first game, and Latavius Murray came in and had eight carries. Um, I, I I I think I think Baltimore. It's not even a I have to oh I have to rattle it around in my brain now. Baltimore is going to win. Baltimore is going to cover this line. I agree with you. Goff hasn't been awful, but if, when you really sit back and think about it, a lot
0: of Goff's points have come in garbage time. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, and he did have a very, very garbage time game performance. Like I was going to Niners, right. Where they actually somehow got to a point where they were completely mathematically eliminated to not what mathematically eliminated. Then, then obviously they were, but like, uh you, you, mean, you mean the you mean the you
1: mean the point in the game where San Francisco had lost their top corner to an ACL tear for the rest of the year and oh shit, it's happening again. And they pull all their defensive starters, Bosa's out, D Ford's out, Arik Armstead's out, Fred Warner's out, like the whole secondary is made up of fucking rookies. Like, dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, he, yeah. He beat they. He they beat them, and it was yeah. an unfortunate bounce on an onside kick that George Kittle took off the fucking face. Like that's happening one out of a yeah. hundred times. It was he got, a
0: very you got facialized. Yeah, luck- you got a big facial. It, all right, calm down, <laughs> sir. So, the all right, um, but I, I agree that I, I as much as I'm trying to to find the angle here for the Lions, you can't you can't really bet against the Ravens in this one. Um, I think no. it's going to be closer to two or three touchdown game. It could very well turn that direction. So I'll stay at two. I'll yeah. stay
1: at two just because I think Goff will have garbage time. Right. Points. I, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep it at a, at a two score game.
0: Yeah. Um, let's move on to the Colts and the Titans. Colts are five and a half point underdogs to the Titans who, I mean, I think both teams have kind of underwhelmed their fan bases to start the year. I do agree with you. Yeah. Derrick uh, Henry did, did have a nice game last week. I mean, he he sh- had a nice game. He, he, sure he had a did. slow start, but you give him, you give him the rock enough times, right? That's what Seattle messed up on is they didn't get ahead enough when they were stopping Derrick Henry on the run. You have to get three touchdowns. I'm sorry. You have to get three touchdowns ahead of Derrick Henry going into the second half. to to force the Titans to be a pass-heavy team, and they just weren't able to do that. And that's what allowed uh, Tennessee to get back into that game. And Derrick Henry was able to get enough touches to eventually he he breaks you open, and there comes a point in a game where you can see defenders trying to tackle him, and they've just lost their will. Like, they're like, fuck this. That guy is huge and fast, and he's running right at me. Fuck this.
1: Well, it's not just that. You add in the fact that – I believe it was, it was a touchdown that was put that put Seattle up by two scores, but they missed the PAT.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That was the deciding factor. That's what allowed Tennessee to tie that game at the end of the fourth quarter. Like that, huge. that led that. I remember why, cause I was sitting in a Buffalo wild wings in fucking Michigan. And I just remember watching it. And I'm like, Oh, they missed the PAT. Ooh, I hope that doesn't come back to bite them in the ass. And then I turn back and look. I'm like, it's fucking overtime. Okay, yeah. Derrick Henry's been kicking y'all's fucking dicks in for the last second half. Y'all are – you're done. dude. You're done. That's it, it, is, it, man.
0: It is so fun watching Derrick Henry highlights because it's like watching something amazing happen in slow motion. <laughs> like, they don't need to slow-mo the camera because it's already in slow-mo. But he just rumbles on and gets it going. And even though I say slow-mo – he's actually pretty fast. It's just that he's so big. It doesn't look like he's moving that fast, but he, he is, he's actually very fast. And I mean, he has just become the most dominant running back when it comes to just sheer power running. Um, I still think Christian McCaffrey is a better running back and more impactful player when healthy. Um, but because you don't need to give Christian McCaffrey 25 handoffs. He can, if he's not, if his if the handoffs aren't working, you can throw him a couple of short little mm-hmm. passes, right? Yep. Um, he's much more uh, multidimensional, but man, Derrick Henry is as good of a power runner as We will <clears throat> probably see in a long time, in a long time.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. Um, are you
0: taking this game as your upset pick? I am. I am. And you're taking um, the Colts. I'm taking the Colts. I'm taking the Colts. I think one, well, they're due for a win. Um, the Colts and Titans games are always pretty fun to watch. And I, I, I think the Colts have good enough defense that if they can, and, and I mean, maybe they don't, you know, it's been so far this year, they haven't quite proven that they have, but coming into the year, they're supposed to have a, the most dominant O-line, <laughs> right? Pretty much yep. in the league. They have a great running back. Yep. Um they're supposed to have a good defense, too, right? Like, decent defense. And so far, we haven't quite seen it all come together. But the but Titans what ha- also also haven't been dazzling.
1: They no, really but we, di- we didn't expect the Titans' defense to be top 10. We knew this defense was going to be porous. Like, the, the, big, the big addition they made to this defense, they lost Davian Clowney, but they added Bud Dupree. Right. Like, <clears throat> that's great. But what did you do to fix your secondary? You lost Malcolm Butler and did nothing to address it. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem with the Colts defense is the it's it's not the Colts defense. It's the Colts offense. When you when you're going three and out and you're turning the ball over, you're getting the ball into the red zone, you're not scoring touchdowns. That defense is getting out on that field and they're getting gassed early. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, and you're putting a lot of faith in the fact that that Carson Wentz is going to play this week, two ankle sprains, one high, one low. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him try to out there, but he only practiced today. And so
0: I probably, I probably should hedge my bet here because well, I, you can't, can you already picked him. You already yeah. picked him. If Carson Wentz doesn't, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll stick with my pick. All right. I was, I'll stick with my pick, but if Carson Wentz doesn't, doesn't start, it's going to be very hard uh, to see the, the Colts win this one. Um, but, you know, the thing about the Colts, the thing that they are not doing, which is the thing exactly the Titans do, and that is they realize the Colts have one of the best offensive lines of the game, and they have an incredible running back, like, and, and, and depth at that position, they have depth at the running back position, yep. like, so they can run their guy, and then give him a breather, get some uh, great, they need to be running the ball the way the Titans are running the ball. Like, it's a different style of run, but they need to be doing that frequency. And they, I don't know why they 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 don't rely on that so much, but with the talent they have at running back and the O-line they have, they need to force their defenses to defend – force defenses playing against them, I should say, to defend against the run. They, if you can, they can who, force that, they can have a lot more success this year.
1: Who did the Colts play in week one? I can't remember off the top of my head. I know who they played in week two. Um, I don't remember, but I can look at it. Because I, I can tell you right now, they did not draw a good, <clears throat> a defensive matchup, for as far as the running game goes. It was the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's no. not a great argument. Like you can run on the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, um,
0: and it was that was just a game where it was the Russell Wilson show. <laughs> yeah. That was, yeah.
1: And and then the, that game turned right into now. you have to abandon the run game because you're playing catch up. Right. And then you turn in, you go into week two, and then you turn around, and you have Aaron Donald just clogging up the fucking middle. Like, no, your run game's probably not going to be that efficient up the middle. Why they're not running to the outside more, I don't understand because right. that's where you can beat them.
0: Yeah. And they, I mean, I mean, they have uh, obviously they have Taylor there, who, who's an amazing talent, but they also have Naheem Heights, who was fantastic and going. And uh, going uh, around the outsides, and, and I, it's it's mind-boggling to me that they're not being more dominant with the run. But then again, um, you know, like you said, there was Week One, kind of the um, the the score of the game, the Russell Wilson quick strikes, because he he hit he hit him hard and early. And he was able to be very effective. Tyler Lockett, Jesus Christ, he had a good game that week. I do remember that because I was playing against him.
1: He's had he's Tyler Lockett's put up two top ten performances. Like yeah. I think Tyler Lockett, he's actually the second, he is second in the NFL in receiving yards right now. And like he's got some
0: touchdowns too. He's got yep. scores. he had, so, he had great, two great in him. week one. Great for him. I, I think I was very wrong on that one. Um all right. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm gonna take the Colts as uh, I'm still I'm sticking by it. And I really need Carson Wentz to play, um, but more than that, I need the Colts. To, I need the Colts to run. The Colts to run will be good.
1: I'm gonna. I'm going. I, I don't want you to. I, I'm gonna take the Titans, but I'm not gonna take the line. And here's why. Derrick Henry is coming off of a 200 yard scrimmage yard scrimmage yard performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He doesn't put those games together back to back.
0: I no, he does man I'm telling you he does he does he goes through stretches oh. where he doesn't but he I've I had I, I have had him as a fantasy owner <clears throat> he definitely has these stretches where he will go like three or four games in a row just putting up stupid stats
1: I I, I don't I don't foresee this being a stupid stat week for Derrick Henry now if he gets to 100 yards and touchdown I won't be surprised but right 200 200 plus scrimmage yards i don't think that's going um, to happen and it
0: sounds crazy if you can hold derrick henry to 100 yards on mm-hmm. a touchdown you, you you've done a great job yeah you're you're like very well, well off that, that, yeah. that's you have a very and that, that's a very legitimate shot to actually win the game as well and yeah, yeah but but the thing is is when, when derrick henry dominates he doesn't get 100 yards he gets like 150 180 uh Two touchdowns, three touchdowns, yeah. or if he's not getting the touchdowns, it's because they're getting the goal line, and they love running play action with, um, with Tannehill there at the goal line, um, which I know Derrick Henry fantasy owners have to hate. <laughs> they have to hate that, because um, I'm pretty sure that if you just hand the ball off inside the five to Derrick Henry on, on any down, four downs, go for, you go if four, you have downs, four downs, and and the balls the balls at the, within the five yards, you're you're scoring, you hand the ball and yeah. you're scoring, yeah, I yeah. no doubt about yeah. it. Um, so you're taking the the win, but the the you're taking the favorites at the under. Yeah,
1: I, I don't I don't trust the line. I I think if it was at three, I would take the over. I but I think it's going to be a field goal decided game. No matter who's a
0: quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so next we got the ch- Chargers and Chiefs on tap. Uh, seven point uh, favorite for the Chiefs, and you know they they've been vulnerable so far this year. They haven't looked their dominant selves. And, 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 to be fair, they, they still look <laughs> incredibly talented. They just have some very serious weaknesses they need to address starting with that run game. Yeah. As I noted
1: earlier, they have given up the most rush yards. They've given up defending the most the rushing runs, touchdowns right, yeah, yeah, yeah. defending the run. Yes. Yeah, yes. and it, Like they've been really, really bad against the run. And let's just go ahead and flip it to the other side of the ball. They can't, and it's not as, as, Predominant as a problem when you have a Patrick Mahomes and a Tyreek Hill and a Miko Hardman and a Travis Kelsey, they also cannot run the ball. Like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is turning out to be quite a bit of a first round swing and a miss for them yeah. because, yeah, you can make the argument last year where, you know, he wasn't being utilized enough and, you know, their O line wasn't great. Well, they, they went and grabbed three, they grabbed Thune, they got Orlando Brown out of Baltimore, mm-hmm. and there was one other guy, but, like, they stacked their O-line this year, and he is still getting stuffed.
0: He like, is, he lacks, his size has become an issue, and I hate it because I love rooting for those little guys, but, like, he, he just does not have the power to get through. He's got shiftiness, and you put him in space, he can be very dangerous, but going going through the fucking line like he struggles man it's and he's not and it's not like austin eckler either like austin eckler is underrated in his strength edward zelaire i'm sorry he just gets stuffed how how many
1: times is that phrase uttered in your bedroom just rooting for the little guy come on
0: <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah. like the whole time i was talking Tyler's been laughing like hysterically. And I have no idea what he's been laughing about. Cause I thought I was making like legitimate and like at least not insane points. And it turns out he was he was thinking about rooting for the little, <laughs> little it guy. A, it was a penis joke, folks. Oh uh, well played, sir. Well played. Well played. Oh my god. No. Okay. All right. And dude, bro, you think you you think about
1: like the fantasy dropout for Clyde Edwards. His ADP was first round last year and I got bitten in the ass by that twice. And then you turn around his ADP's third round this year. So he's being like drafted. as yeah.
0: More in the second, really. It was high second.
1: I, dude, he's, he's not even putting up flex value. Yeah. Like anybody who touched him, In this draft, like you have got to be kicking yourself in the ass. And the guy, the guy, he is now the RB1 for the guy I just traded for James Robinson for. He's got Clyde Edwards Solaire and Kareem Hunt now. I like bringing, okay, good. Your 2 0 record is about to vanish very quickly. I mean, he has Kyler and Cooper Cup and Travis Kelsey, so I shouldn't say that, but. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is dude. He's I, first rounders get what they get, uh, four-year contracts. Yeah. Typically. Sometimes yeah, I think they can go five, but yeah. Yeah. He's not going five. I, he, I mean, Daryl Williams is proven to be the more effective back for that team. And, I mean he's he I'm I'd be shocked if he's making anything over the league minimum at this point. Yeah. Like because he was the RB3
0: two years ago
1: when Damian Williams was still on the team. Um
0: let's, let's look but, at the flip side of the ball though. Uh Justin Herbert, like and the Chargers. I, I, I can't say this enough that there there might not be a, a more like polished young quarterback in the league than Justin Herbert when it comes to throwing the ball.
1: Yeah, he hasn't looked it. The first two games.
0: I I disagree. I disagree. I've watched I've watched a lot of them so far. The throws he makes, the accuracy he throws with. He had like a series of 15 passes in a row. Um he and uh some of the interceptions he had really have not been his fault. Like it's you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the quarterback always shares that blank, but there's been, been some where it's just been on the receivers, and so the two. The two that he threw against Dallas last week were 110% his fault. Yeah, that, that, those, those were bad. Um, but the Chargers are so – I love watching Justin Herbert play. I, I really do. Um, I love watching Keenan Allen play. And uh, this season has been real nice. Mike Williams starting to come along. Um, he's kind of that guy that every year is expected to be good in fantasy and isn't, and everyone's kind of giving up on him. And so far he's, he's producing like solid wide receiver to value.
1: His 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 fantasy relevancy has never been based off of like his, his involvement in the past game. Cause it's always been there, even with Keenan Allen on the opposite side of him. It's been the fact that he cannot stay fucking healthy. it's like every goddamn week mm-hmm. Mike Williams has a goddamn question. He has a Q next to his name in fantasy every single fucking week. Um and I mean Mike Williams is a very solid wide receiver two for any NFL roster. Um, But it's, it's all about, can he stay healthy? Not, I mean, we're in it into a 17 game season now. So uh, we'll see. He's put up good numbers through two games. He's looking really solid. Can he keep it going for another 15 games though? That's the real question Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. for any, for anybody, if for anybody holding Herbert though, in fantasy, um, I he hasn't put up two straight weeks. He hasn't put up really great numbers or any numbers that really replicated the the what he put up last year. Um, and I, I know a lot of people who have Herbert as their starting quarterback in fantasy are left yearning for a little bit more because it, last year Herbert was behind the the thirty second rated offensive line in, in the NFL and he shattered rookie records. Well, the San Diego Chargers did or I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Chargers did what the Cincinnati Bengals refused to do. They went out they get they get Lindsay, the best center in football hands down. They get Lindsay from the Packers. They draft Austin Slater. They build that O-line around him and he has fucking struggled. Opposed as like ranking him against his like his standards off of the last year, he struggled early through two weeks. I don't foresee that being the narrative going forward. I think the Chargers' defense is heavily improved solely
0: because they got healthy. I think Justin Herbert has more had rough moments than struggled overall because. He 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 drops back for a lot of throws, and more often than not, he's making the right play, making good throws, and moving the ball. Like the, the they've been effective in getting in getting yardage, um, but he's had some rough moments, and that has put a real damper on the season so far to start. So hopefully, he gets re- rebounds. It's a seven point line for the Chiefs. What are you taking of this? I'm
1: gonna take I'm gonna take the Chiefs, but I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under. I will too.
0: I think this is gonna be a good game.
1: I was. Yeah, I, mean, I was very tempted to take this as my upset pick. No, see, I, I don't. As bad as Kansas City is against the run, um, they're going to put up points. They're going to force Justin Herbert throw the ball a lot. Um, I and I mean, there's I, the, the,
0: the, the they played the Chiefs with the lead to to the fourth quarter last season. Like sure. this is, I think this is going to be a really good game. I'm really. Excited. I I agree with you
1: 110. percent I just think. Kansas City's, especially not just coming off of that horrific Super Bowl loss, they're going to have a chip on their soul, shoulder going into Week Three, especially how they lost against Baltimore. Uh, and, and and you continue to speak to Clyde edwards hilaires decreasing value. Just like, dude, that fumble should not have happened because, and forgive me, I don't know the defensive end's name that came in and knocked it out. But like he didn't – I watched it in real time. He didn't come in and like peanut punch that motherfucker. Nothing. he just kind of came in and like halfway slapped at the ball. And that ball came out with just so much ease. Mm -hmm. Like just a slight breeze would have knocked that ball out of his hands. And that's what ended up costing him the game. I think you – I think this is a week if you've – you need to take. I don't give a shit who you have on your roster. Edward Taylor probably is going to see a lot of his involvement decrease. And I think this is going to be a pass happy game for Patrick Mahomes. Um, but I, I, gonna I
0: just you think they're going to win. Um, I, I do, do. I do. I do. But I, this will not, I will not be surprised. If the Chargers win, I don't think it's, I don't view it as a huge upset. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the Saints and the Patriots. Uh, uh, who knows what, like two of the most hard to fucking assess teams in the league so far. Um, Patriots got their rookie quarterback. Saints are going on James Winston, who you never know what he's going to do. Any, any fucking game or quarter of a game. Um, so I, I, it's a three point line in favor of new England. And that's not because. Uh, I mean, sorry, it is because no one has any fucking clue what these teams are going to
1: do. Do you turn around and you look at just New Orleans. Just look at New Orleans. In week one, they were the best team in football. In week two, they were the worst team in football. That is the most Jameis Winston thing ever. You come out and throw, and albeit, he did throw five touchdowns in week one. He only threw for 148 yards. And then he comes out against against Carolina in week two. Again, it's a divisional game. Divisional games are always played a little bit tighter than most. Um, But uh, he just looked – Jameis Winston looked like Jameis Winston. That's the guy we saw in Tampa, except he wasn't throwing for 500 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. He looked really, really bad. And I think this is going to be a problem for Jameis Winston going up against a Bill Belichick defense. Um, Mac Jones' stats haven't been pretty, but he's been very efficient. And Mac Jones was toted coming into the NFL draft this year as the most NFL-ready quarterback in in the draft. And I think even with with a week one loss to – Uh, to the Miami Dolphins it was a one point loss and it wasn't his fault Damian Harris fumbled the ball inside the 20 with four minutes left to go in the game that's not Mac Jones's fault he didn't Mac Jones did not turn the ball over Damian Harris did Um, and then you know New England gets the, the the bounce back win against the Jets where Zach Wilson had more completions to the Patriots at one point than he did his own teammates, which is that's
0: that's the Jets. Um, that's the most I, Jets thing ever.
1: I, I, I like New England in this game. I'm going to take New England to win, I'm going to take them to cover until, until Alvin Kamara, like he, without a receiving touchdown in week one, he's been fantasy irrelevant. Um, But I I trust Bill Belichick. I trust his defense. Um, And I trust the team that can honestly control the clock through the run game. And that's New England.
0: I think you're spot on. Um, I do see a path for the Saints to win this one. And that's if Jameis Winston goes good. James like nuclear Jameis Winston. And in which case, if the Patriots have to play from behind, I think that's going to be just not at all what played the strengths of the with that how that team's built but i agree that i think you have to look at who the favorite for this one's going to be you got to give me the patriots it's a three-point line yeah i'll give them three points i don't know it's hard to win by one or two so fuck yeah three um falcons versus giants giants here three point uh three point favorites it's it you know battle of the zero and two teams um it's I love Matt Ryan, I do. It's hard for me to watch like his decline, you know. Um, he he still got a lot of talent. He can still make some amazing throws, but it, it's tough to watch that he's just not the guy he is. Giants, I mean, giant fans have to be disappointed in how their season started, right? I mean, I mean, I would at least be like dominant on defense. That hasn't happened. Outside of a special
1: teams offside in week two, they should be one and one mm-hmm. like. Um I,
0: I okay. Loved. I want to make I want to pause real quick. The funny thing about NFC East games, right? They're always close, right? They always play each other close. And it's never about uh who wins the game, it's about who loses the game. <laughs> As yeah. we saw with the Giants. That's how yeah. NFC East division games are won by whoever loses it. I
1: uh I would have loved You said the Giants are favored, right? Yeah. Or no, the Falcons are. Oh, uh, yeah. So I uh, I believe yes, Giants are favored. I I would have loved. I would have loved to take this as my upset pick. Um, I, I I have more faith in the New York Giants on the defensive side of the ball than I do Atlanta and people people talk about Matt Ryan's decline and yeah dude Matt Ryan has been forced into to look in really like a really shitty quarterback over the last couple of years I'm I'm here to defend Matt Ryan like uh, yeah please do I love Matt Ryan please do like Matt Ryan has not had even a decent defense since since the Super Bowl year
2: mm-hmm.
1: every year since that the, the 2016 season, that defense has declined. Like, you talk about being a really bad defense against the run and the pass last year, and you lose uh, uh, what they would consider a key piece of their secondary, even though he wasn't – he's Jamal Adams' light, essentially, in mm-hmm. Keon O'Neal. He's, he's a dude who plays free safety who – really should be playing linebacker because the most efficiency you're going to get from is, is blitzing from the free safety spot. He leaves, goes to the Cowboys. All right. What did we do to replace it? Hmm, Not nothing. We're like, no, we're good. They're also out AJ Terrell, their top cornerback in this game. Yeah. I, Matty, Ice, dude. like he's, he's, and, and it comes with the territory being, an NFL quarterback, when your team loses, you're going to take the blunt of, of that hit. Like, and yeah. that sucks because like Matt Ryan has continuously produced over 4,000 yard passing seasons, but he gets thrown into those really bad ESPN highlights because, Oh, he threw another pick six. Well, it's because we're fucking down to touchdowns because our defense can't stand up. Can't stop a fucking nosebleed. Yeah.
0: Like it, yeah.
1: it really sucks. Like Matt Ryan on. And,
0: and, and you know, the games I've watched so far or what the portions of the games, right. Uh, that I've watched so far is uh, one, one thing I'm know. So first of all, Matt Ryan is just, when you give him three seconds to make a decision, he's going to make the right decision and he's going to make it yeah. right throw, like period. Yep. He, his O-line has also been disappointing and there's been times I've watched and it's just been blown, blown coverages. And there was one, uh, it was in week two where, uh, I mean, like, no one picked up the guy rushing over the center. No one picked him up. And he had just a straight shot at Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan literally did a nice little, like, just kind of sidestep. <laughs> guy went right by him, and he found the open receiver. Like, he still has a little bit of, you know, like, improv in his game, too. He's he's not ancient and. It sucks. It sucks that he doesn't have the support he needs to really be successful. Because that guy is so good. He is so good um, with his arm. Like so good with his arm, and has been for a long time.
1: You know what I would love to see, and I, and I mean, I, I know that the the hype train out of this year was Aaron Rodgers to the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. I would love to see this off season if Atlanta just goes into complete rebuild, I would love to see Matt Ryan with the Denver Broncos right now with that defense, the offensive pieces they have. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they could, with Matt Ryan, I think they could legitimately be contenders to the Kansas city chiefs in that division. You, you, you give him those three seconds to make that, that decision. You give him good receiving options. You give him a half, half decent run game. You give him a good defense, like Matt Ryan. I'm not saying he's going to get you to the Super Bowl. That motherfucker at least gets you to the playoffs.
0: I mean, he's gotten there at least once. You know what I mean? Almost, almost won. Lost to the <laughs> <double>. Lost <laughs> to the greatest of all time. That's true. Yeah. So he's no Tom Brady, but he gave Tom Brady a run for his money. Um, I okay. I know you're taking the Giants. Let's let's let some. Let's. I'm going to take the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons this one. Um, Bengals and Steelers next on the docket. Three-point line in favor of Pittsburgh. Obviously, bettors are starting to like some things to see out of Cincinnati, and I think everyone's a little nervous when it comes to betting on the Steelers.
1: Upset pick. I'm taking the Bengals to win this one. I know Pittsburgh has an elite defense and as we covered earlier what they what they're great at on defense they're fucking horrible on offense they can't run the ball Mm -hmm. they cannot ben ben roethlisberger is not a down the field i'm gonna burn you over the top type of type of quarterback anymore um
0: uh i don't know i mean he 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 bombs a lot okay He's not very accurate anymore, and man, he throws some ducks now. I thought I watched in, in week two; he had one play. Literally, he threw this duck to the sideline uh, about 15 yards out, and uh, the the safety came over and deflected it, almost had it, almost had a pick. Um, and then the very next play, he bombs one into double coverage, and sure enough, it is a pick. Like it was just, just you, they, the balls you, float for so long. But that's the problem. Okay. He doesn't,
1: he, he, he has no bullet pass anymore. So he's going to a lot of his passes are going to be ducks and they're going to be floaters. But at the same time, why he's throwing into double coverage is because nobody is scared that the Steelers are going to run the ball all over like nobody. So you, you don't, you do not have to send, you don't have to put seven or eight in the box. You can leave seven people in coverage and just, hope you're going to get there with your front four to either make him make an errant throw or to have him throw it away.
0: Right, and you have the luxury of being able to confidently run out nickel sets where you know you got the extra defensive back. Like you can you can do that with confidence against the, that Steelers offense um because I'm much more worried about, you know, all those receiving threats they have with uh, obviously Claypool, Juju, like I mean it's um they have tons of receiving threats. They don't really have a guy to give them the ball very well, but can you imagine like if we had a quarterback or no, if we had a run game in, in Pittsburgh, they they would be they would be a very different team if they had it some kind be, of run it game. would be the Steelers of
1: old. Yeah. Like you have elite defense, you've got a guy who can run the ball, like and you have really good wide receiving options. You think back to the years where they had Jerome Bettis and they had Santonio Holmes and right. Plaxico Burris, Emmanuel and Sanders. Then, and
0: then, you know, also uh, when they had Antonio Brown and um, what's his yeah. face? I love you on bell. I love prime living on bell, right? Oh, man, that, that, that was good. That was a good team. Yeah. Like, dude, th-
1: that formula has run out because one, they don't have an O-line to establish the run game. Ben Roethlisberger is a shell of his former self and the receiving options that they have while they're good. Don't even Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool together. Don't even amount to what Antonio Brown meant to that passing offense. So, I mean,
0: Antonio Brown, like people don't, I don't think people will realize just how dominant of a receiver he was. He was a receiver putting up, fantasy RB1 one, one numbers. And I say one, I mean like the, like the, it was him or the RB1 were the top fantasy producers weekly. You know what I mean? He kicked honestly. a punter in the face. Like he kicked a Cleveland Brown
1: punter in the fucking face on a punt return. Like to let you know just like how much this motherfucker didn't care and how bad this dude used to be. Um, I just... And it sucks, man.
0: Right, like number of punters kicked in the face, right? Like Antonio Brown won, everyone else zero, right? Like (laughs) bad bad motherfucker, dude. Like,
1: but and and you and I have discussed it before. Like, bro, I am such a big Mike Tomlin fan. I, oh yeah, it's it's time, it's time for those. They made the right decision with not going. Like, hey, our best quarterback option behind Ben is Dwayne Haskins. Bring Ben back. Like, that was the right call. They need to make a move to either get someone in free agency who can be the guy for the next two to three years and capitalize on their Super Bowl window. Or completely shit the bed and just do a full fucking rebuild. Which I don't want to see for Tomlin because ultimately I think it will cost Tomlin his job.
0: I agree, and uh, honestly, you look at all the pieces because also they have Najee Harris in the backfield, right? Like, you look at all the pieces that that, uh, and they have a great defense. Pittsburgh has so much of the equation already figured out. They yep. just need a new quarterback and upgraded at the O line position. Like, you upgrade the O line, right? You can do that through the draft, right? um quarterback this isn't the interview drafting a quarterback so this is where i i think you get aggressive right even matt ryan matt give matt ryan pittsburgh with an improved o-line
1: oh i would if you if oh you
0: remember how last year well we always, we always spooged over how good matt Stafford would be on on a good team and now we see him on on a good team and like we're like our our fantasies haven't realized right like oh he just looked so good um Like yeah, like this is this season. Matt Ryan is is that dream? (laughs) You throw
1: Matt Ryan on the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh Steelers right now; they're a Mm -hmm. Super Bowl contender, and Mm -hmm. there's really no argument to be made for it. Yeah, Yeah. like, but yes, we love droning the fuck on about just irrelevant shit about teams that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer. The Bengals give me the Bengals as the upset so far, even, those are, even though there's an asterisk to it because the audio didn't get posted. I am two and O oh so far in upset picks. I picked the Steelers to beat the bills and I picked the Panthers to beat the saints, the saints. I am going for three and O oh. let's go.
0: Cincy. All right. And your upset picks seem to involve a lot of Steelers games. Interestingly enough. Um, Just two. Just two? I mean, sixty-seven percent of your picks.
1: And and I'm picking. I've picked against them in one of the two.
0: <laughs> right? No. Yeah. No, no. Absolutely. Um. I'm I'm taking I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers uh, to to win and to cover.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: So let's go. Jags. Cards. Uh, Arizona seven and a half point favorites in this one. And yeah, sure. Give, yeah, give me Arizona seven and a half. Uh, it's Arizona's look good, man. Like they have not been bad, and I know, I know, like you have like this like thing against Arizona. Um, I I don't dislike the Cardinals whatsoever, and as part of that, it's because I live in Arizona. But like they look good. Well,
1: I have a thing against
0: them because they're a divisional foe, and I'm not
1: a fan of a team where fucking half of your division sucks.
2: I. Sorry. Are you
0: talking was that was that was that directed at me? Who the fuck
1: else am I in the Zoom call with? I, I don't know. I, I was just, you know, sorry. Yeah, Maybe no. You were just, just
0: speaking in generality, I don't know. I don't know.
1: No. Dude, Arizona I'm talking about has, the Bills. Arizona has looked really good for a game and a half. Yeah. They yeah. they are just a a, a a, 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 a just a stereotypical Minnesota last-second field will miss away from being one and one.
0: True, true, true.
1: It, 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 Kyler Murray looked really good, and I'm not even gonna lie. He is in the top three front runners right now. Early, and I get it. It's through two weeks. It's completely irrelevant because two weeks from now, it's gonna it's gonna. Sure, play.
0: but if you had to pick someone based on the first two weeks you've seen, you got to put him there. Yes, he is.
1: He would be in the MVP race right now. Um, He had two really bad interceptions against a really bad Viking secondary. Yeah, but I mean, mean, he's I I would I want to go out on a limb and saying like he's all his inconsistency is starting to shrink. And after week one, I absolutely thought that after week two. I don't know, man. He played a pretty bad second half.
0: He did, but I mean, he still had he still had some great moments in that game, and an overall great game. But yeah, absolutely, the second half um, things things definitely went south there uh, for them because they uh, they won that game, like you said, on on a missed field goal, and they had a they had a good lead. They had a good lead in that one. It should have been put away, and it wasn't put away. Um, that being said, that one bad half um compared to three good halves better than most teams in the league right now at this point and uh, I, Kyler Murray has been one of the most uh I think dynamic and dangerous players um his escapability is on another level it really is
1: i get that but one one bad half um in just about any other division you can get away with one bad half in the NFC West can Ultimately, be if you have one bad half against any of those other teams in your division, can be the make or break difference between being a wild card team and finishing fourth.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah, true. So I, But I, I, I have yet to see an NFC NFC West team that hasn't had a bad half.
1: I and I one hundred and ten percent agree with you. I absolutely.
0: I'm gonna say right now. I think the Cardinals have a legitimate shot at winning the NFC West. I really do. I disagree. I disagree. I know that you don't want them to, and I don't. I know that you you really do believe they won't, but I I believe they really have a legitimate shot at it.
1: I'm I'm not even I'm not even hammering this down as a 49ers fan. I still think it's the LA Rams who have the edge, I, and I think. I,
0: think I agree. The, I agree. There's the edge, right? No, I agree. They're not the favorites. I'm saying they have a shot, and it's legitimate, as in more than like one percent. I think that you they have somewhere in the ballpark of a twenty to thirty percent chance. At winning. No, I, give me no, that. I will take that. No. I,
1: I'm I'm not giving you that. I'd say I don't, and I'm saying give the edge to the Rams over. I don't. It's not like a a a, a single digit percentage between the two teams. Because like Arizona's played Minnesota, and fuck, who, did they play Tennessee week one? I think so. I believe they played Tennessee, and they and they did, and they bottled up Derrick Henry, and that was that was great. It was good for them. So they played a bad defense, and they played Kirk Cousins and another bad defense, and only one off of a missed field goal. I don't that I. I don't have faith in the Cardinals like that. I think, I think the Cardinals will go. zero and two against the Rams. I think they'll split with the Niners and I think they'll split with the Seahawks that puts them at two and four in the division. You're not getting, you're not winning that division at two and four.
0: Maybe we'll see. There's a lot of, a lot it's, of football to be played, but it's not you know, amazing. focus on the Cardinals with the Jags here. Uh, Seven and a half point favorites. Why? What we were just talking about was more, more fucking interesting
1: than oh, is Kyler Murray going to beat Trevor Lawrence?
0: Fucking because yes. we, we still like, got like fucking three more NFC West teams to talk about, so I know that we're going to be talking about this shit again. So <laughs> I'm moving on. The uh, fucking line, like I said, seven and a half. I- I'm taking, I- I'm taking Arizona this one against the Jags, who we're playing against. A uh, Trevor Lawrence team, and Trevor Lawrence, interestingly enough, before he became a professional, uh, never lost a game as a professional. Uh, it's only been two games, but he has yet to win one. So um, yeah, yeah,
1: never, never lost in high school or college. I got like right. yeah. good for you. You're zero two in the NFL, bro. Like, welcome to the big leagues. Welcome to the big leagues, absolutely. You're, and not only that, your team sucks. So they're and they're about to be Oh, and three. I'm taking the Cardinals, and I'm taking the points.
0: Jets, Broncos. We have Denver as a 10 and a half point favorites, which is just enough of a line that makes you think about whether or not you should take the under. I mean, I don't think there's any question you gotta pick the Broncos to win this game. Uh well, there's a case to be made for the no, I'm no, I'm you're right.
2: Um uh I don't
1: I don't I can't
0: take that line. I can't take that line. I think a 10 point game is very possible.
1: I don't like that. I don't like that line. I took the two big lines from last week were Cleveland by 13 and a half over Houston, which I took the under. And then I believe it was Tampa Bay over Atlanta by 12 or 13. And I took the under on both. And I was only right on one because Tampa blew, thanks to two Fourth yeah. quarter, pick six, I, like blew them out.
0: Yeah, it was. It was, and that's one of those games where the score line is deceptive of the overall game because for three quarters, that was a really good game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Denver,
1: and I'm gonna take the points. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm going to take the over on this one just because Zach Wilson has looked so bad. Just, t- just take him last week, four interceptions, and that was against and – and you can easily make, you make the argument that Denver has a better – maybe not better defensively coached or schemed, but they have a better defensive roster than the New England Patriots.
0: Right, but I mean, Bill Belichick has a history of being able to just fucking annihilate rookie quarterbacks. Like he just it. like he I is. It.
1: That's one. That's one of those stats. Like, like
0: woohoo you beat up on a rookie. Good for you. I'm just saying that is a thing he does. It, he does. It,
1: it is relevant, and it has been a predominant thing through his career. I get it, but I just I I don't I don't especially when it's only his second start and he plays for the fucking jets. Like, uh, okay, good for you. You beat up on the fucking slow kid. Awesome. He play. Yeah. Got it. What I'm Teddy, what Teddy Bridgewater. He's, he's, he's he's not going to be that over the top. Like I'm going to go out of my way to win the game for you. What he doesn't do and what he hasn't done through his entire career, he doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. He's not going to give you opportunities to jump back into the game off of turnovers.
0: And he's not an elite athlete, but he's a good enough athlete. You can do play action. He he really could be. We could put him in that mold if they ran more play action. We could put him in that mold of the Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, uh, Jimmy G. Right, but um I think that would be the best fit for him as far as where his strengths are I think he'd be a great um a great play action quarterback I love Teddy Ridgewater I do and I love I love the um a lot of things about this Broncos team um I just have a hard time taking the over on a 10 and a half point line it very well could be it very well could be but I'm taking the under I'm gonna hammer the
1: over um I just I I don't have any faith in the Jets or Zach Wilson or Robert Sala. I, I, and that sucks, man. That, that, oh. that was my coordinator two years ago. I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't see it. I don't see anything. And it, it even like the defensive side of the ball for the Broncos, they just lost Nick Chubb or not Nick Chubb, Bradley Chubb again, just like they did, Bradley Chubb's out for the year. And that, that sucks. They still have a PO, a, just a dangerous fucking secondary. Mm-hmm. And, Wilson is going to get baited in some really ugly throws. If he throws another four interceptions, I wouldn't be fucking surprised. Hammer it. I, I'm taking the, I'm, I'm going to take the Broncos. 10 and a half.
0: So next on the docket, uh, we have the um, second afternoon game. Justin Broncos is the first one. Uh, the other one is dolphins and Raiders. Raiders off to a two and zero start somehow um dolphins are one and one las vegas is a three and a half point favorite and i'm not gonna lie as much as i don't like the raiders um as far as being like i think they're a very fake two and two and oh team or a very flawed 2-0 team uh it's it hard to do pick anything with the dolphins without tua i mean okay yes and
1: Being a flawed 2 0 team, and I do agree with you because Raider fans are out of their fucking minds right now. Oh, we're 2 0. Oh, and we, okay, y'all were 2 0 last year, and what the fuck happened? Y'all imploded. Mm-hmm. But a little bit different of an argument this year because they beat the Ravens and then they beat the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They just beat two playoff teams from last year
2: mm-hmm.
1: and two games where they weren't even really considered to be like anywhere near favorites um and I, I i i i hate to do this for the second time in three weeks
2: i i i listen to Cal, colin
1: cowherd a lot and i i mean i'm saying this knowing good goddamn well he's never gonna hear this even if he did, I really wouldn't give a shit. He he took the Miami Dolphins over the fucking Raiders this week, and I even even if they had Tua, I don't understand that.
0: That's, They're rolling Kobe Brissett. Like it's really hard to see. I don't. I'm honest with you. The lines at three and a half, and I don't quite get it. I thought I thought this would be one of those where the line would be much closer to a seven. I think, look, uh, this has got to be, in my opinion, and you never know how shit's going to go, but this has got to be the safest bet you could have in sports this this weekend is taking the Raiders to cover the line against the Dolphins. Just as
1: safe as the Panthers covering the line against the Texans, man. Like, the, the, the Raiders are second in the NFL in quarterback pressures. Like, the Raiders have not had pass rush success in fucking years. Mm-hmm. Then you got you you got Max Crosby. They added uh, Ngakwe. Now they're second in the NFL against in in quarterback pressures, and and you're facing their backup. And and I've already said it. Jacoby Brissett, one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL, was a starter two years ago. Was supposed to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady, but there's been like seven or eight of those and we've seen what's happened to a lot of them but i just i don't i don't i don't see it man i the only the only the only way i i I foresee the dolphins potentially pulling out some type of upset is if, which it can happen because they have the defense for it but like stopping the run for the rate like the raiders can't move the ball running running the football, like, and then you force Derek Carr into some mistakes and you give Jacoby Brissett short field. Um, But I just, I don't see that fucking happening. I'm taking the Raiders at the points. That's, that is legit. You're right. It's legitimately the easiest pick of the week.
0: Let's go on to the next game, which uh, has to be, man, I think this has to be the game, the matchup of the week. And there's some good matchups, Bucks and Rams bucks and rams man two and 2 and and0 you got tom brady uh matt stafford um two great defenses just i mean it's this this one i'm, I'm excited for and i i i just i and i know that you, you being a, a snyder fan, the rams are your divisional rival are, are you rooting against matt stafford this year like can you root against matt stafford this year
1: it, it is, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's pretty goddamn hard mm-hmm. because I, I, I really like Matt Stafford. But unfortunately, he got traded to a team that's in the division and doesn't wear red and gold. So I am going to root against him when it matters. And that's just – and it sucks, man. I, I promise you I won't be rooting for him. In week 17 when the Rams and the 49ers are probably playing a showdown for the division. I I won't I don't even get at that point. I'll be like, I I'll be rooting for his fucking head at this point. I don't give a fuck.
0: But I mean, yeah. as a football fan, this this is this this is the best, most ideal situation for a guy like Matt Stafford to fall into. And you have to be happy for him. I can't help it. I fucking Am just like this is one of like the things that makes me so happy about the season, um, and then on the other side of the ball, you got the Bucks. You got you got Tom Brady just balling out, just balling out. And let me tell you, like he's had some interceptions to go with his like what nine touchdowns through two games, yeah. and I think two of them were like literally Chris Godwin's fault. So like, <laughs>
1: no. one one was Chris Godwin's fault. The other one was Leonard Fournette's.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah,
1: and yeah. the Godwood one you could almost explain away. nets, absolutely not. That shit no. hit him in the, tipped it up.
0: Yeah, like you know, Tom Brady. Like like next time we saw him, I was like, hey, my bad. I didn't mean to hit you in the hands there. I'm sorry. Um, fucking, this is gonna be such a great game. I the, the defense is too. That like this is where, like where, where people don't really like as much as we want to talk about the quarterbacks, and it is really fun. The defenses here are phenomenal. We have Aaron Donalds uh, and manning up that interior Rams defense with their fantastic uh, secondary against the Bucks defense that has possibly the best front seven in the league. Um, some question marks in their secondary, but still an overall very good defense.
1: You, yeah. I mean, d- d- there's – this is this is going to be a really hard game to pick because I believe the line is at one and a half in favor of the Rams. If it has changed from this afternoon,
0: the line is one and a half in Tampa Bay.
1: In favor of Tampa Bay now. Correct. Correct. Okay. In favor of Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm honest. I'm I'm a little bit surprised because they do have, Tampa Bay does have some injuries to their secondary. Um, that there's so much to like on. On both teams, on both sides of the fucking ball, I'm going to take Tampa, though. This isn't a Rams hater. This isn't a, oh, well, I'm just going to pick against – no, if I was going to pick against all my divisional foes, I would have picked the Jacksonville Jaguars to upset the fucking
0: Cardinals. Um I mean, <laughs> I mean Tyler, I think we lost your audio there for a second.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, there, you, you're,
0: you're back, you're back, you're good.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, if, if I'm
1: as good as Stafford has really looked. In that Rams office, and he has looked electric. In spurts, he had some. He had a couple of drives week one against the Bears, and he had more. He had four or five drives drives in, in that game against the Colts, where if Carson Wentz didn't go out, you could. It was a. It was a fucking tie game, like. Mm-hmm. You could there's there's a very easy case to make to where they lose that game. The Rams have made all pretty much damn near all their points off of big plays through the offense, big that big playability, especially week one against the Bears. Um Todd Bowles isn't gonna give Matt Stafford that big play. Like he's not, he's probably gonna sit two safeties deep. He's not gonna let you burn you over. He's not gonna let him burn him over the top. So you for Matt Stafford to really be efficient and take hold of this game, you got to establish your running game. Your running game's already suspect with Cam Akers being lost this season. Now Daryl Henderson is dealing with a rib injury and he's questionable to play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next up, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle in his limited snaps, trying to catch up with the playbook after being traded for New England. Duh, has not looked great. Mm-hmm. And whoever's behind him, I don't fucking know.
0: I don't know his fucking name. So, and that's interesting because I, I, yeah, there's definitely a a weakness there in the the Rams' running game. Then you look on the Tampa Bay side of the ball. um I, No one's really been happy with the performance yet of the the Tampa Bay running backs. No. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean. You look at that Tampa Bay.
0: On taper, they have more talent in the in the in the backfield, but it hasn't produced yet. Not this year, at least.
1: And you're right, but the Rams don't have a wide receiver three named Antonio Brown. Like the Rams have, Robert Woods has looked okay. Cooper look Cooper, fucking outstanding. Oh. With Cooper Cup, is damn near looked like the photo negative Calvin Johnson. Yeah. The fuck? like it just out Matt Stafford has thrived so well in this offense. He needs a running game though. that that if they can get a running game going, a consistent running game, the sky's the limit for that fucking offense. If you have to stack anybody in that box against Matt Stafford in a yeah. play act with, with a great play caller and Sean McVay. Yeah. Oh, you're, you're fucked. Someone's getting over the top on you.
0: Yeah, it really is a shame Cam Akers have been down this year. I think he would have been set up for a fantastic year. Um, yeah, it's and I think it would have helped Matt Stafford have an even better year. Uh, you're probably not sad because you're an Anderson, but I'm taking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. You're taking the Bucks, and that this is going to be probably the best game to watch this week.
1: There's there's cases to be made for both teams. Yeah, I, I and I get it. Like. The Bucks have to travel for this game from the East Coast to the West. I'm I'm going to put my faith in in Tom Brady in his second year coming and with a Super Bowl ring with this team. Second year in this offense, returning 22 of 22 starters over Matt Stafford, who has looked great in spurts, has struggled in in some instances through his first two games. Um, yeah, I'm 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 going to take the Bucks in this
0: one. Uh, next up, we got Seahawks and Vikings. Um, Seattle is a two point favorite against the Vikings, who are 0 and two. They are not a horrible 0 two. They're a, they're a missed field goal away. I missed very reasonable length field goal away of uh, being one on one. Um you, these are two teams that I mean they have on each side of the ball the guy they you know who 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 is the centerpiece of each offense right? Seahawks you got Russell Wilson, uh, Vikings you got Dalvin Cook like at the end of the day that that's all this game is about who can stop who there on that front because um, the Seahawks with with okay Russell Wilson is so fucking good like it's 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 really really annoying how how good he is exactly. So you know how Kyler Murray is probably one of the best in this league at at scrambling and getting away from guys, right? And, and and getting extra yards, right? Russell Wilson doesn't do as much on that front, but what he does do is buy time to make his throws. Yeah, he'll he'll run a few times, but he's he is always looking up to try to make throws, and he knows more than anyone that when a play gets broken, which and you can extend it, which he's excellent at doing that you can find someone open, usually pretty deep as well. And he's one of the best deep throwers in this game. And that's what makes Russell Wilson so fucking dangerous.
1: I mean, who the fuck are you telling, bro? Like, I got to watch this motherfucker suit up against my team two times a year. Like, (laughs) I've been watching – Russell Wilson is uh, one of – on any given day, Russell Wilson can be one of the most, like a top three most dangerous quarterback in the league, mm-hmm. solely based off of what you just said. It's not that he has these capability. He can run. He has the speed.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: It's the fact that he can, not just that he can get out of the pocket and improvise. It's the rapport he has with his receivers, primarily Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, that, and it's so it is so undervalued in the NFL for wide receivers to be on that same page with the quarterback to like wide receivers to turn back and go, Oh, my quarterback's fucking scrambling. He's under duress. I need to fucking make a move to try and get open.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And Seattle does that just as well as anybody in the NFL. The
2: Vikings
1: Really, it boils down to Kirk Cousins. Like, Kirk Cousins is, he's just, he's your game manager. But unfortunately for the Vikings, especially with the talent that the Vikings have to go up against every year, not just the, the Packers, the Bears, but a lot of times they land big like top tier NFC, NFC and AFC teams just solely based off of where they land in the final standings at the end of the year, because they're never going to be bad enough to finish two and 14, two and 15 now, or three and 14, they'll always be middle of the pack. So they're always going to run into a Seattle or an LA or, uh, you know, this is just one of those games where it's, it's just like, You've got wide receiver pairing of Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. You have Dalvin Cook at top three running back in the NFL. But it all boils down to Kirk, Kirk Cousins is a low he's, – he's, Kirk Cousins is the poor man's Ryan Tannehill. Like he he's not – you can get that running game going and he will still not be able to win you the fucking game off of play action. That's who Kirk has. And he'll, he'll sell that ball over your head 10 fucking yards when you're wide open.
0: Um, yeah. He's, he's a, a, a poor man's Ryan Tannehill, an old man's Baker Mayfield. That's who he is. Um, so it's a two-point line in favor of the Seahawks. I, I have to take the Seahawks this one. Uh, you never know these two teams. You really don't because yeah. both teams have flaws. Both teams can be dangerous um when, when the weapons are, are clicking, and both teams can can really bleed points as well. So give me Seattle. I, I think that's gotta be the pick on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Seattle at two. I, just, I, I don't I don't see where minnesota pulls this game out because outside of quarterback seattle's strength on that team is the wide receiver position Mm -hmm. and minnesota's weakness outside of the quarterback position is their secondary and dk and tyler lockett are gonna burn the
0: fuck out of that secondary yeah Uh, no doubt about it Let's uh, go ahead and move to the Packers and the 49ers, which is the Sunday night game of the week. And San Francisco is currently a three-point favorite um, Packers one-on-one start uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, doing his best impression of a homeless person trying to play football. And yeah, he's had some mixed results with his, uh, with his new style, uh, the Niners two and zero off to a nice start this year. When did we?
1: When did we start basing quarterback efficiency off of their hairstyles?
0: Uh-huh. I mean, you like, you you just went you like gave, straight like homeless no. guy slash '80s porn star. Like he you, went he went hard for that look.
1: You judged me earlier based off of Antonio Brown kicking a punter in the face. And now you're going queer eye for I the straight guy on his haircut. I made a I quippy
0: little joke. That's what I thought oh, I did.
1: Yeah, and much like most of your jokes, no one laughed. So oh. Nobody returned re- received it as a joke. No one even ad- acknowledged that humor
0: had been attempted. I, I disagree. I felt, felt like plenty of humorous content was applied. So so Niners. That's because you're a douche. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry. Or as an astronaut would say, I apologize. (laughs) Yes. And I waited until you were drinking and to to make that joke. So you couldn't stop me. I absolutely timed that. I'm so fucking pissed. (laughs)
1: that's the second time you've dropped that fucking joke on me tonight. And I got to be honest, smashing that mirror in and
0: just go ahead and taking out my jugular looks really good right now. Wow. Got real dark real quick. So uh, again, I, um, uh, I, 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 I ball. I'm sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Niners Packers. Uh, I, I, Okay, so the, the Packers struggle with the Niners uh defensive schemes. <laughs> they have for a while. And um I don't I feel like Aaron Rodgers is kind of in this weird space where he's not fucking trying that hard sometimes. And maybe it's lack of motivation, maybe it's the beef with the Packers uh or front office. I, I, I gotta take the Niners.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean three point line.
1: Aaron Rodgers through two games has played one good half of football because if you watched any shred of the saints game in week one, you people were legitimately thinking he was completely throwing it to try and get traded. Yeah. And then you watch week two Monday night football against the lions. He didn't look great in the first half, but second half kind of came. I mean, but it's the lions like, You should have dominated them throughout the entire game. Like, I believe it was only – they had a three-point lead going into half. That's not good against the Lions. Mm -hmm. I have my concerns, though, for the Sunday night matchup.
2: The 49ers are very –
1: like, the the front four – the front seven looks really good again. Because majority of it's healthy. You got Bosa back, D. Ford's back, Eric Armstead's still looking good. Fred Warner is still locking down the middle. Dre Greenlaw is missing. He he's missing the next, I believe, five weeks because of a fucking he had groin surgery, but he'll be back. I I I I I I I'm not gonna pronounce his name right. Aziz Al-Shari, I believe is his name, who's been filling in for him. Um has has looked fantastic through two weeks. Fantastic. Um but where, where the Niners really lack depth is that cornerback. And like I and I'll I'll say that I'll put it to you this way. The 49ers two starting quarterbacks are cornerbacks last week. Um I'll never get his first name. You might get it because he played for Oregon, uh Lenore. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Le- yeah,
0: yeah,
1: Lenore and Josh Norman. Yeah. The two and Drake Kirkpatrick coming off of, in relief. Mm-hmm. Jason Barrett got lost to an ACL tear in week one against Troy. He's gone in. he was the number one. Emmanuel Mosley hasn't played this year because of a fucking, I think a hip and a thigh thing. He's questionable to play. In week three, Wolf, but he'll be the number one coming in. Um, But that – the secondary is where the 49ers can get exposed.
0: Um, Well, thank God they're not playing against a guy like Aaron Rodgers.
1: I know it, man, and especially when you you don't have to line up a guy like – line up against a guy like Devontae Adams. Mm -hmm. And Devontae has been – through two weeks – Sit, no receiving touchdowns. Yeah, it, like th- change this week. I think that's this this, week. this feels like a Devonte breakout game for me, and that makes me really fucking nervous. As you should be. As you should be. But, but
0: are you taking the Niners to win and cover? I
1: well, if you let me get there, I'd appreciate that. The Niners have all of their offensive pieces outside of Raheem Mostert healthy. Garoppolo, as much as people, including myself want to dog Garoppolo, Garoppolo's looked good outside of the first half of the Philly game. No turnovers. Oh well, okay, no interceptions. He fumbled the first snap of the NFL season for the 49ers, but no interceptions.
2: Yeah.
1: That's that's not that's not like Jimmy Garoppolo. true. Debo's looked like an absolute monster, but that's going to go away once IU comes back into form. No, they have George Kittle. And I would not be surprised if this Sunday night primetime game isn't like the full fucking showing my – I'm going to show my whole ass with my Trey Lance fucking packages. I would not be surprised. Trey Lance got a couple of snaps in week one against Detroit, got his first NFL touchdown pass off of his first career pass, didn't take a single snap against the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised if this, it, like, if the game plan is going Kyle Shanahan's way, if this isn't the week where Trey Lance comes in in his spec, special packages and shit like that. I, the three-point line is perfect. If it was four, I wouldn't take it. I think it's going to be a field goal game.
0: It's three and field a
1: half. Field goal sided game. It's three and a half. Fuck
0: me. No, sorry, it's three. Sorry, it is three. I was looking at the next Okay. Game. Yeah.
1: Then I'm going to take the 49ers at three. I think it's a field goal win for them. What they're lacking defensively, I think, will kind of be outshine, outshined a little bit where how, how bad the Packers are at running, stopping the run. And in Kyle Shanahan's offense, you can pretty much pick up anybody and they'll average four yards a clip. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Niners. I'm gonna take the Niners to cover. That's not fit. that's not biased because I made every fucking I made every counter argument for how the Packers could win this game.
0: Eagles, Cowboys Monday night game. Uh, Dallas three and a half point favorite, and it's so I do think Dallas is the better team here, and I think that the NFC East may not be as bad as we have been saying. I think at least with the Eagles and Cowboys, I think there is definitely, and even, even, even Washington. Um, Jalen Hurts is good for the Eagles and uh, Devonta Smith's look pretty good. Um, Week two was definitely a letdown for them, but Cowboys, on the other hand, their defense is for six turnovers so far through the first two weeks. Um, is that sustainable? I don't know, but their defense has been something that wasn't last year, which is not horrible. And uh, that's with, with the offensive weapons Dallas has: um, passing game, run game, quarterback everywhere, offensive line. Like there, there's very little weaknesses on that offense. Um, you have to, you have to think that that defense is just good enough to make Dallas a team to be considered a solid team this year. Give me Dallas.
2: I was with you all the way up until the end.
1: Dallas is a solid team this year in the NFC East. Sure. They are in no way, shape, or form any way a threat to any other playoff caliber team in the NFC. I'm not even going to fucking – I'm not even going to talk about the AFC. I do agree with you with a healthy Dak Prescott and the, and the offensive weapons they have, they're 100% contenders to win that, to win their division as they should be every, every single year with Dak Prescott healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm surprised with how the Eagles came out in the first two weeks Because everybody, including myself, and I believe you, like we expected this Eagles team to be in contention for the number one overall pick next year, Mm -hmm. and they came out week one, secured the dub, and absolutely drubbed the Falcons on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. And then even in a loss to San Francisco, like that defense, it was a it was a defensive slugfest. Like that first, I, I I will admittedly be able to like tell you i didn't get to watch most of that game because i was on a plane to michigan the only the only part of the game i got to watch was the touchdown drive at the end of the first half for san francisco and that's because i was waiting on my shit at baggage claim and i had it pulled up on my phone um but it was like that defense stood up holding when your offense isn't projected to be that great, and your defensive is pro- your defense is projected to be kind of slumped, to hold Kyle Shanahan and that offense to seventeen points, and I mean within one score is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, now,
2: recreating the Philly special that
1: was just not a good idea because that for for how great that play looked in the super bowl three years ago and how porous y'all motherfuckers made that shit look on fourth down inside the fucking five like everything was covered
0: moving on so uh i i i I, what do you got so three and a half point line are they winning and are they covering
1: yeah, I'm gonna take Dallas to cover this one. Um I mean, and I'm 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 only gonna take that at face value. I'm gonna take that at who have who has Dallas played and beaten? Because each team has a one one record.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Philly beat the shit out of the or uh, yeah, out of the Falcons. Great. And then they hung in tough and lost a one-score game to the 49ers. Okay. Dallas. Was lost by two points to the defending Super Bowl champions on the road in Week One on Thursday Night Football season opening kickoff. Like how that was the game that got selected for the opening week, I still don't understand. But damn, it was good. It was a great game. And then they come out on the road again, I believe, mm-hmm. and yeah. they have to take on. They have to take on the LA Chargers. Justin Herbert with that revamped offensive line, a healthy defense good, and they end up and they they end up sneaking out a win. Dallas getting their first home game. It's gonna be a full fucking stadium in Dallas. I'm gonna take Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys to win this. Probably, I'm gonna say. If the line was at seven, I would still take it. If it was at 10, I would move away from it. But I do I could very well easily see this being a 10-point line.
0: I think that division rival factor might keep it closer, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking Dallas, I'm taking them over. Um, there's just too many weapons on that Dallas offense. It is insane. And C D Lamb, by the way, can we talk about C D Lamb? The the play that he made. Where he made that catch, ran across the field, was about to get tackled, pitched a lateral to Zeke, and Zeke was able to get all the way down in the five. One, okay, that guy, that is a receiver who is in a major offense where he's competing with a bunch of other really talented guys for touches and, and stats, and stats matter to these guys. Um, mm-hmm. When you pitch it off like that, you lose the stat. Like, that, 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 that was a, 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 a play for Zeke stats. And he just like like he just like, saw the opportunity, uh, on the impromptu and did the like did an amazing play, um, but not just that, just the cut he made to get open to make the to extend that play to begin with. Uh, cd Lamb is something else. He is wow. He is he is incredible. Really good. So I, I just think that the Cowboys have too many weapons um, on offense to keep this one from being super close.
1: Yeah, I I I, I, I mean I'm I'm all in on Jalen Hurts. As as a fantasy fuck quarterback this year, I, I believe he'll finish top ten. Um, that being said, I mean, I I I traded him to you in our in our fucking money league mm-hmm. through the off season, and then I just traded him away in my other money league. Um, but I mean, both deals were, I mean, I couldn't turn either deal down. They were <clears throat> very good. But I think Jalen
2: Hurts will. Well, I think he'll keep it close
1: with his legs. I just – like Darius Slay in that secondary will lock down either Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb, probably flip-flop. But I just – and, and, and can, I'm sorry, we're talking about – can we talk about – Tony fucking Pollard oh, yeah. is, is stealing snaps away from Zeke
0: at Absolutely. an aggressive level absolutely um there was a dallas running back that ran that guy over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown and that was tony pollard uh that, tony, Zeke a decent game like he still yeah. this game um but yeah i think if you're a zeke fantasy owner you got to be nervous about that because um dallas is and, and I, okay i'm gonna be as much as we want to like be like oh like what tony pollard's doing zeke is the unquestionable number one there and he's going to continue to be the number one. However, what he isn't, I don't think any anymore, is that um, that cow bell. Like yeah, bell he's Cowboys, he's not the bell, bell cow. Right uh, they're, yeah, they're, they are now giving the backups enough touches that it's going to cut into his volume um, in fantasy. Well, I, I mean, I don't even think
1: he he lost the bell cow. Argument last year. I think he's losing that like solidified RB1 status this year, and he's losing it quickly because Tony Pollard's getting a lot of involvement, not only the run, but the pass game as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I mean, you grab Zeke in the first round, you got to start him. Like, you don't have a fucking choice because I, but at the same time, like, it, <sighs> No, and, that, and that's what sucks because people are just like, well, look at Tony Pollard. Like, he's, I mean, he's putting up big numbers as, 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 as his backup. Do you think that the, the Cowboys are going to move on from Zeke after this year? Like, who the fuck's going to take him? Not just with his declining stats, but you think about the cap hit they would have to absorb by cutting him
2: mm-hmm.
1: or the, um, the atrocious fucking contract that any other team would have to take in a trade. Like Zeke is the highest paid running back in the NFL, and he does not deserve it.
0: Yeah, no, he's not been uh, anywhere near the best running back in the league. And, oh, yeah, you can't even compare him to a Derrick Henry or a Christian McCaffrey. He's not even nope. he's not in the same tier. Not at all. Um, that, that being said, um, Zeke hasn't, like, he hasn't looked bad. He hasn't looked bad this year. He's looked better than last year, and he's looking a little quicker, a little leaner. Um, I think he's realized that he can't bulldoze guys anymore. Like he's just not the bulldozing running back in this league. And so I think he's trying to make his game a a little bit more um, centered around being able to make those uh, uh, one one cuts at least. So, so we'll see, but regardless, I mean, Dallas has to be favored by this.
1: Yes. And as far, and as far as Zeke, not being able to, I'm all about people trying to adapt their game, especially like if you got Zeke, In every other league except my other Money League, I'm pulling for Zeke to try to be able to turn it around because I, 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 he is a good running back. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, him recognizing that he can't bulldoze people anymore, uh, that's where he made his fucking money in college and his first two years in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Like, if you can't do that anymore, then it's going to take a drastic, Fucking shift in your running style, and yeah, he looks quicker in the first two weeks. Is that's with a, a significantly different different snap split share between him and Pollard, and will he be able to, to sustain that for fifteen more games? That's that's really the big questions being left on the fucking table.
0: Indeed, we'll see. We shall see. Um, but yeah, I think that that is all the games.
1: the, the yes, good job. Yeah, unless you, unless you want to get into week four right now, I mean, yeah, that's all the games for this week, bud. That's all the
0: games we got through it.
1: Why do you have your arms up like this is some big accomplishment?
0: I, I am I am excited. Thank you. I, I'm just excited for the for the weekend uh to watch all football i'm hanging out by the way with our old boy mitch this weekend he's in town oh my gosh yeah so excited for that and then we got football on sunday and we just went through the whole slate of games and man there, there there's some great matchups this week there's some uh, every week there's some shitty matchups but there's some like really good there's like four or five games i'm really really excited about uh, so we'll see how they go we'll see how our picks do
1: Okay, before we wrap this up really quick, we didn't touch too much on fantasy. We're not going to go back through every game. Give me one guy you have to lock in. Give me one guy you have to avoid. One and I'm talking, have- and I'm talking like
0: big name dudes. One guy you have to lock in is Austin Eckler. Going up against the Kansas City defense that is dead last in the league and every rushing defensive stat um and is also going to be very focused on trying to stop justin herbert um austin eckler is going to get the volume he's going to get the yardage um and he's going to get a score so yeah i think austin eckler is a top five running back and you have to start him um no ifs ands or buts about it
1: love that pick love that pick austin eckler is absolutely a lock it in for me mm-hmm I'm going to go with someone who I told people to fade in week one, which I was wrong about. And I was wrong about it in week two. I, I, I mean, I didn't pick him as a fade in week two. At this point, if you're not locking, regardless of matchup, if you're not locking TJ Hawkinson in your lineup, you're a fucking fool. This man has double digit fucking targets through two games with Jared Goff. Jared Goff was the same guy who made. Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby fantasy relevant because under duress, he's going to look for his tight ends mm-hmm. and he doesn't have tight ends. Plural in Detroit. He has Tyler. He has TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson's absolutely 110% a locked tight end top, top three tight end. Like mm-hmm. He is going to finish in the top three this year. Uh, he has a touchdown in both games. Through this year, double-digit targets. He is the guy who's going to get all the fucking volume. It's not Tyrell Williams or the other guy, Azu, whatever the fuck his name is. Like, Hawk is going to be the guy that gets you the volume. He's going to get you the points. Lock him in every single week, if you're not already.
0: Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he is – he he is a great pickup uh, in football this year, and it was it was really uh, depressing that he was a keeper from from the previous season in our keeper league. Sure, um, I would have yeah definitely would have targeted him early. Uh, so going into uh, my fade, uh, my fade of the week for someone who who is a truly a top uh, top tier fantasy player has uh, got to be Allen Robinson. I guess that Browns defense with a rookie quarterback. I just this isn't again. I think um, PPR he might he might still get a decent floor, but uh, especially if you're in a standard format or half PPR, I, I he's very boomer bust with the touchdown. I mm-hmm. am staying away from him um, this week.
1: Yeah, I mean you and I touched on it earlier mm-hmm. that and he is legit a, a boomer bust on the touchdown this week because uh, I just don't see it especially with Justin Fields making his first his first career start could not really come against a worse defense mm-hmm. for him, and especially with how he struggled against a really bad Bengals defense. Who knows? He could show us up. We could be fucking wrong. That's football, man. I'm going to fade somebody in our money league who I have no choice but to fucking start. And it really pains me to stay it, to say it, but if you have a better, I'm and I'm sticking at the tight end position. If you have a better, I said last week to fade Rob Gronkowski because he finished week one with like 90 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And I said, I said fade fade Gronk. There's too many mouths to feed in that offense. I don't see him putting up two touchdowns again. And then sure as shit, in the first quarter, he had two fucking touchdowns.
0: You're gonna fade Rob Gronkowski.
1: He's not scoring two touchdowns every week. And the Rams have the Rams you don't have. He need
0: only a- needs to score one to have his tight end. If he scores I- one, he'll 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 be good.
1: I get it, but here's the problem. The Rams have the Rams were the number one defense last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They have they, Rob Gronkowski's touchdowns have come within the 20-yard line. It's not like he's getting 40, 50 yard touchdown receptions like he was getting in New England. Mm-hmm. He's getting them within the and I believe only one of those four touchdowns have come within the 20. The others, the other three have come within the five. I don't foresee Gronk. I, I I would love to be wrong, because I have to start him in our money league. I don't have any other option. But
0: I, I'm if surprised you're, you didn't pick Edwards Alaire. I thought you were going to go Ed, Edwards Alaire with your pick. No,
1: you you should be fade. i faded Edwards Alaire halfway through last season. Hmm. And <laughs> That hasn't changed. It's only gone. It's it's only gone down. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, but I'm I'm merely speaking off of, like Gronk has been the top tight end two weeks in a row.
0: Give me a sleeper pick. You got a sleeper pick? I got a sleeper pick. Go ahead, AJ Green. AJ Green no, has been no, no, surprisingly no. productive. He's going against the Jags. Um, AJ Green. Adrian no. is my sleeper pick. I think he is going to be a sneaky good uh, wide receiver flex play. Um, yeah.
1: No. Okay. I'm going to take someone from the exact same to offense then, and it's going to be Christian Kirk. Week. Don't don't you don't. You know he had a
0: great he had a great
1: week. He had a great well, week
0: one. Yeah. Yeah. You know and then. Did? AJ Green, there's enough mouths to be in that offense.
1: AJ Green did not have a good week one or a week two. Pull it up. I'm I am i I'm go ahead. Look. <laughs> week look one, this. week one, DeAndre Hopkins had two receiving touchdowns. Christian Kirk had two receiving touchdowns. Week two, DeAndre Hopkins had one receiving touchdown. And Rondell Moore, I believe. Had over 100 yards and a wide receiving touchdown. A lot of people he had a good
0: are week too. He had a what touchdown? did he do? He had a touchdown, 44 yards.
1: Okay, that's. I mean, that's not horrible for flex appeal, but in a in a game where it's going to be probably decided by the first half, I would not be surprised if they're going away from the fucking passing game. Pretty early is, in the second is, half. That
0: is a danger, right? That is.
1: I'm going to go with Christian Kirk over Rondell Moore, and Rondell Moore is the big free the, – the, the waiver wire pickup this week because, ooh, he had over 100 yards and a touchdown. Oh, he's the guy. Well, no, the week before it was Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk was the fucking guy. Let, let's bounce between it. Throw Christian Kirk in your fucking flex this week over Rondell Moore, and let me not be wrong.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I love your passion. What else we got? I think that's everything, right? That's it, man. That's it.
2: That's it. It's
0: a wrap. You you excited for these games?
1: Absolutely, man. You going to be able to
0: watch them in fucking Michigan?
1: Well, you know, I mean, this is Amish country and, you know, there's not great. You know, the TV provider's not great. It's just a it's just a guy on the on the roof He's
0: holding up uh, there.
1: <laughs> in, in ten, yeah dude it's this isn't a third world country like i was in romania oh, this,
0: have you heard of flint
1: <laughs> i'm nowhere near flint i'm good no nah, like i'm, I'm gonna have, i'm gonna have whatever local game has popped up on the tv i'll have the red zone on my phone oh okay yeah, I'll, I'll be fine, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for football. It's another week of great fucking football. I'm still fucking pissed that my picks from last week still aren't going to fucking count because I knocked it out of the park, and I believe you deserve, you deserve
0: Fs across the board, and all mine should count. Why? Because I didn't make any picks? That's not very fair.
1: Okay, well then you get incompletes, which are still Fs. And I mean you're
0: the fucking teacher, sir. All right. Um, so all right, so let's not and then just go with that.
1: Well, that's not fucking fair. <laughs> I, I put in the work, man. You don't understand how you hard did, it is to
0: do you, t- you understand how like Crazy my weekend was last weekend. Yeah,
1: we're all right. We're gonna go with crazy as we mouth stutter over what word we really wanted to use.
0: <laughs> dap, dap,
1: dap, there, dap.
0: there was yeah. there was a breakfast buffet, as you know. <laughs> I'm sure
1: there was. And that's also not my fucking problem. I fucking, you know how hard it is to talk to yourself for almost two hours? <laughs> Dude, it's I got like 45 minutes in. I like, and I even, I don't even want you to count it. I want you to listen to that because I hit a wall at like 45 minutes or an hour in where I was just like stammering to myself, not even about fucking football. I, was, I literally just like started talking, like, you know how fucking hard it is to just sit here and talk to yourself about <laughs> fucking football.
0: <laughs> it was horrible, man. That's awesome. So, Anyway, that wraps up our show. We'll be back next week. Uh, Until then, good luck to your fantasy teams and enjoy another great week of football. Y'all have a great night.
1: Do I get a send-off? No? Go for for it.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Um, (laughs) Great (laughs) send-off.
0: hold on. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. Shut shut up, buddy.
1: (laughs) Um, It was was great to do a podcast with you. This is much easier when I have somebody to talk to. Uh, calling Cowherd, you're a fucking cuck. And yeah, good luck to everybody's lineup except anybody in any
0: one of our leagues. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Take care and good luck. See you, Tyler. Bye bye. Bye.